Stephen Carter, we made you watch The Sting, a movie about grifters conning mobsters. What is your major compliment for this movie? I'd say relatability. No, um, I would say... Uh, <laughs> when uh, I con mobsters, it was pretty much like this. You know when you're in the 30s and you had a lot of great actor friends who are also terrible people? Yeah. Um, I guess my compliment is for... Uh, I love interesting title cards in movies. That's oh, yeah. my favorite thing about movies. This I mean, one has weird, but this does have very good title cards. I also like like the fringe where the like the letters are like hanging out in in the reality, like three dimensional objects, all that stuff. But this was pretty good too. I do. I love great titling, and these are really cool nineteen thirties title cards. Um, I am a little concerned that that is your favorite part of movies. <laughs> I mean, you, you, is there ever been a great movie that didn't have title cards? You think about that. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Ezra. Someone yeah. who appreciates the finer things about it. Alternatively, is there a good movie that wouldn't have been improved with better title cards? Exactly. Oh, absolutely. Every good movie could be a great movie with great yeah. title cards. I think that's I why thinking... Avatar isn't talked about. <laughs> yeah, none of title cards. Yeah. Be like, like, Act 3, flying on a thingy. <laughs> that would have been so great. <laughs> Act four. Oh no, home tree. <laughs> no, home tree. Can I, can I say when when I first watched uh, Avatar, um, the, the, we had like a glitch basically, so that like it kept on shutting off right after the home tree thing, um, and like the, they just like kept on rewinding the projector, I guess, to that home tree thing. So I got to see home tree like blow up like five times. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of lessened it for me. That changes the movie. <laughs> You guys remember in Avatar when Home Tree gets blown up five times and you're really angry about it? (laughs) You kind of, yeah, you just stop caring as much. It's really tough to sustain that ire. Five. Yeah, no wonder those blue people were so pissed off. (laughs) Five Home Trees. (laughs) You know what they say? Blow me up once, shame on me. Blow me up five times, we're going to fly some bugs at you. (laughs) That's great because I guess you can see it's like, oh, great, there's another Home Tree. Oh, no, that one blew up also. Well, at least they built a third backup home. Don't. No. Yeah. All right, Chris, why don't we make you go next? What's your uh, major compliment for the sting? Uh, my major compliment for the sting, I, I think my minor compliment is more about plot-based stuff. So I'm just going to say Paul Newman's eyes are oh. the best eyes. Uh, I want Whatever. him to look at things and for him to look off into the distance at stuff. I mean, Robert Redford, he's got the hair. He's got the face. That's fine. But Paul Newman, man, I just want to like bask in his gaze all oh. the time. Well, fortunately, if you buy some ranch salad dressing, you can just yeah. stare at him in the bottle. Or some Oreo cookie knockoffs. Yeah. Do you love that man's salad dressing? I love everything Wait. about him. I love his salad dressing and his movies. There's Newman's... And his race car driving. He's great. Oreos? Oh, yeah. New- Newman's O's, maybe? Or something? Oh, Newman O's. Newman O's. Yeah, Newman O's. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, they're good. There's a ginger flavored one. Super good. Oh, that's, I don't like that. All right, now I'm yeah, mad at him. So. Now, why would you ruin a good Oreo with ginger? Right, yeah. You can have both, though, right? They didn't take away your, your regular Oreos to, to make but, ginger. But, <laughs> no, the fact that point. they did that is like an abomination and destroys the whole category for me. Oh, no. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I'm with you. You think that, but you're wrong because it's Paul Newman. That dude can do no wrong. No, I today I swear off all Oreos. All oh, shit, guys, there's a theme song for Numinos, though. <laughs> no, I swear off Numinos, too. I swear off the entire product category. Are you no. sure you don't want to know the What about song? the lemonade? Not the lemonade! <laughs> all of them. Oh, Wait, there's like Oreos? What? How? Are... No, no, no. Just New... Paul Newman. Newman's own makes a great lemonade. Oh no, I'm fine with other product categories of his brand. Just oh. not sandwich Swear cookies. All Oreos, Oreo knockoffs. <laughs> oh, what about Hyd- Hydrox? Yeah, Hydrox. It's coming nope. back. Oh, Hydrox are bullshit, and they always have been. Ezra, come <laughs> I, on. Okay. I, actually, Hydrox was the original, and Oreo was a ripoff, and Hydrox are better. But anyway, um, let's do, do my major compliment next. Uh, okay. I love grifter nicknames. Mm. Oh, it's the best. So they were, which was the best the one? I'll give, I'll, you liked? I'll yeah. give you a, a couple in a second. So what they do is just set the scene. They have they're having a big con, and so what big con needs is a lot of con men to all pretend they're in this that this is a real bar by sitting around and talking like they're in a bar, and that's their whole job is just to be extras in a bar scene. But so they go to the grifter bar and they're like. Who give me the list of con men who are in town and they get the sheet and then he just reads off and they hire all the con men and send them to a rack of suits to get ready. 
It's the best fucking thing. That there's just like a list of like you you come into a town, you check in. Yep, yep, I'm part of the con man fraternity. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm is ready. so crazy. They're criminals. You touch your nose. What so is- cool when they touch their nose. Oh, yeah, I know that's so. Cool. Oh yeah. Okay, so but so, like it turns them into like the equivalent of day laborers hanging outside the hardware store. They are. You kind of expect more out of day like, con a con man. Like, yeah, yeah. So here's the list. He goes. Uh, let's see. So we. Uh, Let's see who's in town. We've got Horseface Lee, Slim Miller, Suitcase Murphy, Crying Jones, The Boom Kid, Irish Joe, Hat Rack Henderson, The Buffalo Kid, The Buffalo Millennial, Alien Face Sanders, Pie Hole, Glamper, Punchy McGee. Some of these are not real. Tall Larry. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, I, millennial. I, that's yeah. why I call bullshit. Yeah. That's the word. Uh, that's he, anyway, the first half of that list is actually from the movie, but uh, I just... Um, <laughs> do you guys know your grifter names? Uh, oh, is there like an online tool to find it? No, it's just right now. It's in your brain. It's called your brain, Stephen. Your imagination. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I use the internet. <laughs> I think I'd be uh, Smitty Slim. I think I'd be Ooh, Smitty Ooh, I like that. Slim yeah. Smitty? Smitty Slim? No, 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 no Smitty, Slim. Slim. Yeah. Smitty Slim. I think you put yeah. Slim before the name, but... I'll be Slim Smitty then. Would, and that's why. You know, it's like it's like an Amarillo Slim. Smitty. No, Chris, it's, or no, Ezra, it's going to be so confusing if you're also <laughs> called Slim Smitty. No, no, no. Slim. I'm Slim Smitty. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. My green name is Ezra Fox. Uh, <laughs> that's super confusing. I'll try to get off the ground with that one. Uh, oh man, I. Oh, these are all real names in this list. Wait, Chris, what if that was my grifter name and this is just a long con? You've just uncovered it. Oh shit! Whoa. Well, then tip of the nose to yeah. you, sir. <laughs> Tip of the nose to you, Smitty Slim. Of all the names, Ezra Fox is the most like gri- already like set to be a grifter name. Yeah. Pretty grifted. Yeah. yeah. I like Piehole. Yeah. That could be mine. That's pretty good. I also like Glamper. Those are my two favorites yeah. I came up with. I think with. I'd be like... Glamper. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd be Lenses or Glasses. Ooh, I like... Uh, oh, Specs? Yeah, Specs. Probably Specs. I like Specs. I, um, I went uh, go-kart racing yesterday, and my racer name was The Notary. I thought that was pretty cool. That's, Ooh, that's good. Not super badass. It's like uh, no, that's what's great about you're it. You're just around when a lot of cool shit happens. Well, and you get ten dollars for it. That's right. <laughs> now I'm in. <laughs> I wasn't in. Now I'm in. <laughs> you get ten dollars for it. Right. I think that's pretty good. All right, that leaves yeah. you, Ezra. What is your major compliment? Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, that leaves you the notary. What's your major compliment? Yeah, <laughs> Slim Smitty, the notary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. I'm trying to think. What was my favorite part of this? Um, okay, I. It's just it's really cool to be near cool people. I don't know. Like you just yeah. I, there aren't that many movies where you just feel cool the entire time you're watching it, and this is one of them for me. Um, oh yeah. You know, I just I want this is like the I'm trying to think what's the opposite. Of it. This is like the opposite of like um, maybe like the opposite of Human Centipede, I guess, where you just feel gross the entire time. <laughs> you just feel cool the whole time. Oh, you feel so what slick. What movie is the opposite of Human Centipede? Oh, you know, The Sting from 1973. <laughs> yeah, where they cut people apart and then shove food the other way. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it cut into them that time, you know, and like, it got money out of it. It was metaphorical. <laughs> Good morning, Meats. It's welcome back to Read It and Weep. You guys are a good podcast about books and movies and television and other pop culture stuff. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York. It's Mr. Chris Smith. Well, Alex, I specialize in playing a British man. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. I brought all my own gear. Mm. (laughs) All his own gear is a fake mustache, which is super important for the guy who's just in the background at a bar. Yeah. Oh, who actually sneaks up behind the mark one time and is like, ooh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then fades back. All of these could be out-of-work actors. None of these have to be con men. Yeah, but it helps if they're extra shifty, you know? (laughs) They ask him, do you know, have you done The Wire before? And the guy says no, and then it doesn't matter because he's literally got nothing to do. Yep. (laughs) Just uh, if you could just sit over here and drink this free thing and pretend that you're drinking a beer, yeah. Alex. Isn't that kind of like what extra casting is like? Like, do you know how to do this thing? No. All right, doesn't matter. Well, yeah, <laughs> but they have to narrow it down because there's a billion extras. That's the part mm-hmm. of the problem. Because it turns out everybody wants to get discovered, like Brad Pitt as an extra. 
What? That's how he got in? That's how he got in. Wait, really? Yep. Brad Pitt was discovered as an extra. Yeah. And a bunch of other people. Uh, that was the one that comes to mind. Also joining us today, man, I'm just like a brain full of boring facts. Do you ever realize that about yourself? <laughs> oh, yeah. I yeah. About you, yeah. I'm <laughs> Thanks, Stephen. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just a font of just not even a little interesting knowledge. Also joining us today uh, in our third mic, he's in Northern California. It's Mr. Ezra Fox. I'm glad to meet you, kid. You're a real horse's ass. <laughs> he's not a fake horse's ass. No, it's not real. It's not a con. He's just—he's a genuine article. Blood and ass parts. It was—that was like my favorite. This is my favorite exchange, though. That that horse ass thing is like Luther said. I could learn something from you. I already know how to drink. Yeah, such a cool. It's such a cool meeting. Yeah. God, these guys. Just all too cool for school, man. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they did not go to school at all. (laughs) School of hard knocks. It was the (laughs) 40s. And even in the school of hard knocks, they sat in the back and just goofed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was easy knocks for them. <laughs> All right. Now I don't feel stupid anymore. Thanks, Ezra. Also joining us, we have a very special guest now back on Pacific Time where he belongs. It's Ooh. Mr. Stephen Carter. Hi, I'm uh, James Earl Jones' dad. What? Yeah. He was awesome, and I was so sad about what happened to him in this movie. Wait, that was yeah. James Earl Jones' dad? Yeah. yeah. I just assumed that was James Earl Jones. You what? I assumed that, it was the actual James Earl Jones. No, no. JLJ isn't uh, that old. Oh, yeah, that'd be really crazy old. Yeah, he wasn't well, like super old in 1973. I mean, he was wearing a Darth Vader mask the whole time I knew him, so it's hard. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> it is tough to know. It's hard to guess yeah. ages through the Darth Vader mask. Sure. Fun fact: <laughs> he didn't wear the mask. I, I didn't know that. And he it, did when he was voicing Mufasa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem with what you just said, Chris. The fun part of that fun fact. Just a fact. <laughs> That's true. This is Although, my life right now, Chris. It's just it, facts. It, it, it's just thought, fact. I thought your collection of fun, not-so-fun facts about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. <laughs> That's kind of my life. It just turned so. out to be facts. <laughs> right. Want to know about Ron, you guys? <laughs> right. They're also, like, non-canonical facts now, right? Oh, God. yeah. All right, this wasted is so many hours of life. God damn it! <laughs> this is episode number three hundred and twenty-five. We have now done as many episodes as the age uh, of Kettle One Vodka in years. What? Wow! Just, just Not like a bottle, just like the brand. Just the right? brand. No, just right? the well, the uh, yeah, just the the that product line. It was pr- it's produced by Nolet Distillery, founded in Scheidem, the Netherlands, in sixteen ninety-one. Wow! Hey. Here's a not fun fact about them. Uh, they used to make a bunch of different spirits in the 1979. Carolus Nolet, who is the 10th generation in that family to run the distillery, decided to cut back and focus on just making one amazing vodka instead of the rest of the stuff. Instead of, like, not fun facts, do you have fun lies for us? And when he did that, the queen was so excited about his vodka, she gave him a pet snake. Yeah! What did he name snake? <laughs> Slim, was Smitty, Smitty Slim? Well, the snake drank a bunch of vodka when he, he got out in the distillery, died from it. Um, <laughs> Dead snakey. But yeah. but pickled himself in so much vodka. I'm not as good at this as... <laughs> and that's why the Dutch fear so snakes. Yeah, that's, that's why there's no snakes in Holland anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I, he hadn't bailed. I, uh, man... Just I was reading... Like, I wrote down that fact not knowing we were going to talk about how boring everything I know is. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, it's just a tough day. All right. Speaking of old-timey things that are done as well as possible, this week we're talking about The Sting, the 1973 movie starring Robert Redford and Paul Newman's eyes. This Boom. is sponsored by Ian from Harrisburg, who says, I've wanted Thanks, to spon- I want to sponsor this for two reasons. First, because I think you guys deserve to enjoy something genuinely. No, 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 no. no. Do, 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 the, do the gangster speak. Deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> I just conflated deserve and enjoy. Because I think you guys deserve it. Uh, you deserve something yeah. genuinely very good. Second, I want to listen to you implode while you try to say bad things about it. Well, Ian, challenge accepted. We'll get there in a second. But oh boy. Uh, also, Ian has a major request uh, it's a, and a difficult one. And he also said, look, I'm aware of the no refunds rule. However, I would like you to avoid major spoilers to the extent possible. The only bad thing I've ever found about this movie is that it cannot be seen for the first time more than once. Without, like, mm-hmm. medical intervention. 
Well, let's just talk about all what the major spoilers are now, and then make sure we don't talk about it again after this, right? Is that how spoilers sure work? That yeah, I just list them. them all. <laughs> just get them out um, really quick. Uh, but I, I should say, it, this is, I, I love this movie a lot, so if, in case you think you, we might get a spoiler in, you should probably just pause it and like watch the like watch the movie. Yeah, it's you, around. You'll, you'll have a better time. You should check it out. We will try really hard. Also, though, I would like to disagree a little bit with Ian, which is that I watched it. I hadn't watched it in a couple of years, and I did forget some parts. There was at least one spoiler that I'd totally forgotten about. So the other option, Ian, is just to be a little dumb, and then let the movie wash over you a second time. Yeah, if, if that's this possible. is my second time seeing it. Also, I, I, I still dug it. It is, but oh, it's so fun. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. Thanks, Ian. Also, uh, Ian uh, re- requested Steven. Steven, it's been a hot second. It's good to have you back. I know. Hey, thanks, Ian, for requesting me. It's good to be back here. And this Lots is changed. not a mean... <laughs> that sounded sarcastic. I know. Not, <laughs> not a mean episode to put you on, though. What a fun thing. I know. I know. This is probably the best thing I've watched uh, since uh, I got to watch Lost. Yeah, yeah or The Lost. Prisoner. Oh, and The Prisoner. Oh, yeah, you the had prisoner. some good ones, too. I have had good ones. So if you want to wa- force us to watch something genuinely good and try to find something bad to say, go to read-weep.com, sign up on the mailing list. We have... Wait a second. Is this our last sponsor? Yeah, before we this do another... This is our last sponsor we... episode for a couple weeks. We're going to yeah, do a couple of our own things. we a couple then... of other ideas. Yeah, yeah. We, we got some ideas to plan, and then we're going to open up sponsorships again. So get on the mailing mm. list right now so you can find out exactly when. It's coming. Uh, also, you guys, this episode is part of Fresh Month. <laughs> Fresh Month. Um... <sighs> So we got a couple, we got a, some new ideas coming up. So we're gonna do things a little differently, uh, and we've never done this movie, so that's fresh. Ah, uh, that's that's <laughs> no. Well, also this is a what's fresh about this. We've never tried a no spoilers podcast. before. That's true. We've never tried that. Oh yeah. We've also never tried to do as undisputedly a masterpiece as this. I don't think. Yeah, we've done I mean, some that in the secret. I think right, <laughs> right, that in the secret. Uh, yeah, we have at least one, I have at least one totally new game, um, a mini game at least. Anyway, but the first thing we have to do, Chris, I need you to summarize for us in the style of a fake telegraph operator. <laughs> sure thing. Stop. I'll do it. <laughs> Stop. It could be not while he's telegraphing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, sir, Jim. Well, it's 1937 in Chicago. Uh, Mr. Hooker, played by Robert Redford, and his buddy Luther, who's James Earl Jones' dad, scam a runner for crime boss Doyle Lonegan, Robert Shaw, who is very intimidating. And, luck, luck be a lady, they make $10,000 off of it. Well, turns out Lonegan is pretty upset about that $10,000. So his goons kill Luther. It's a tragedy, and it pisses off both Robert Redford and the entire con man community there on the south side of Chicago. Boring fact about that, uh, $10,000 in 1937 would be about $800,000 today. Dang! So if you were yes, wondering sir. why they were so stoked about getting $10,000 off of that stranger, it's because Wait. they were millionaires. So he blew a lot on that uh, on, on that rigged uh, roulette thing. Yeah, he. you could see why yes, his sir. girlfriend was yeah. pissed at him for it. He is not good with money. No. Nope. See, Hooker was feeling lucky with $3,000 and a girl by his side, so he bet it all on red, but the rigged roulette game came up black. <laughs> oh, no. a lot of spoilers so far. That's no. not really a spoiler. That's just part of the setup. Yeah. <laughs> came up black. That, to me, was the payoff of the movie. So. <laughs> And then it's just it's just an hour and forty five minutes of denouement. Falling action. Yeah. <laughs> so Hooker Robert Redford wants revenge for the death of his partner, and he needs to find someone who can help him pull off the big con on Lonigan. So he finds Paul Newman. Paul Newman is an expert at the big con. Hooker wants to take Lonigan for five hundred thousand dollars, which is an obscene amount of money. Only a Rockefeller would have five hundred thousand dollars in nineteen thirty. A lot. How much money is that now? I looked up. Let me see. It's like eight, eight, over $8 million. Eight, yeah. Is it 80 times? Yeah, Dang. it's about 80 times. And don't forget, there's a depression. That's a whole <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. Eight, $8 million when everyone's bummed is way more than when everyone's having a great time. Wait, so that's like $40 million then. Dang. Yeah. It's a lot, it's a lot of money. So, Paulman and Rockford and the team of criminals set out to set up a con to convince Lonigan that he can make millions of dollars by betting on horse races that are actually fake because they've already been run. And so Hooker pretends to be working for Paul Newman, pretends to be a lieutenant, and Paul Newman pisses off Lonigan at a, at a poker game. And Lonigan really hates Paul Newman, 
And Hooker says he hates Paul Newman, too. They should get together and con Paul Newman out of all his money. He runs a horse racing thing. You can make a lot of money if you con Paul Newman. Well, the big con moves forward. Again. It's like I always say. You should make a lot of money if you con Paul Newman. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Just to clarify. Yes, sir, Jim. As it is eight, 8.3 million is how much he bet okay. on that horse race. And I just like, because he bets it in a suitcase with no, he just walks up right before the horse race and is like, just imagine somebody walking into a, a gambling establishment and being like, here is $8 million in a suitcase. I would like to bet on this horse to win. Well, it's not like American Express or eBay was a thing yet. Or, I mean, PayPal. I mean, he's, you know, he, well, it's cash or nothing. Back well, then. That, that, that being the case, it still is like a huge, it's an awful large bet to just drop on somebody. It is. And at four to one, he would make $32 million oh, off of winning that bet. Thanks, so it's, um, it's yeah. I mean it's it's huge. So uh let's see here. What all happens? Uh Robert Redford, Hooker, uh makes nice with a waitress at a at a diner and wants to get her out of there. They go on a date and he sleeps with her and it's all very romantic, but he knows he, he still has to do the big con. So the big con's there. But wait, Hooker's being chased by the cops. The cops who want to catch him for stealing the ten thousand dollars that started this whole thing. That's Lieutenant Doyle. He is a jerk. He's the right old, mean old guy. And he's chasing Hooker and breaking windows and, and making his life a, 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 a real to-do. Also, interesting thing about uh, uh, Lieutenant Doyle is that with inflation, he would be a sergeant now. I'm trying to find influence in the 30s. To, 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 uh, what do we got from here? Uh, come back to me. Okay. Yep. And so, also... Interesting that Doyle is working with the FBI. The FBI want to catch Paul Newman for his previous big cons. The FBI also ropes in Robert Redford. They're going to arrest uh, James Earl Jones' dad's wife. <laughs> I, I don't know her name. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Alva? Alva? Sure. Alva has a record, you see. They could arrest her and, and spend, make her spend the rest of her life in women's prison, which at the time wasn't very safe. So Robert Redford... <laughs> Not like now. <laughs> Even worse than now. <laughs> so Robert Redford reluctantly agrees that he's going to turn Paul Newman in after the con. Well, does the con work? Do they get Lonigan's money? Will they escape the FBI? What will happen? You'll find out in The Sting! <laughs> All right, I didn't find any insults, but I did find this thing called a slug burger, which is adding day-old bread to ground beef. So oh. there you go. I, a slug burger, I guess. You well, slug burger washed <laughs> down with glue milk? <laughs> I yeah okay uh so let's do uh I, I think it's a perfect summary for us a good place to leave it um since Ian challenges originally I thought we can just like the movie and that's fine that's part of the show but, but since he gave us this challenge we're gonna play the game struggle to dislike so we're yeah. gonna try our best to come up with things to dislike about this movie. About this movie, nominated for 10 Academy Awards, yes. winner of seven, including Best Picture, Best Director, <laughs> Best Actor, Best Costumes, Best Art Direction. Best Rip-Off yeah. Oreos. Like, very best thorough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best actually, Thousand Island Vinaigrettes. <laughs> Thousand Island Vinaigrette? I, Ew. I don't know. I'm right. just saying words. I, I, actually, I have a cheat for this. Ooh. Okay. Because if you notice on Rotten Tomatoes, it only has a 93% rating, which means there's four people who didn't like it. I can just crib off of them. Yeah. Well, I'll say one thing we were sort of hinting at earlier, I guess, is that uh, it does not, it doesn't seem quite true to the world of conning. Uh, like, just the fact How that so? you hired people to just live in the bar seems like they don't need to be con men, which I said earlier. But also, I get this suspicion that the really cl- classy con man is like, overrepresented and that most con men are just pieces of shit. Um, well, and so, I do have a cut, Alex. When you're you do you what? Oh, go ahead. Well, so I w- decided to look up a list of con artists, famous actual con artists, and uh, were they classy guys? Mostly, no. Uh, like check forger. Um, uh, let's see. Is that his name? <laughs> no, it's Slim Chuck Forger. Is his name? <laughs> um, a lot of selling fake stock. That's a really common one. Ponzi schemes, which like is not classy. It's mostly just t- t- stealing, and it's not awesome. Um, uh, a guy who kidnapped people and then ransomed them. That's not a con man. Um, yeah, it's, it's not a kidnapper. Con. It's not really a con. Yeah, it's bad con. That's a different crime entirely. Um, uh, forgery, grand theft. 
Uh, nah, that's theft, man. I don't, okay, I don't but know. Grand theft. What if it was like a real grand theft? Like, what if you did a David Blaine on like a ship and you just stole yeah. a whole ship? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like you made a safe bad. disappear. Sure. Um, yeah. And this one, uh, Richard Allen Minsky scammed female victims for sex by pretending to be a jailed family member over the phone. That is not oh. reasonable. I don't know how that works, but also that's not a I'm cute. So confused. Also, what kind of family is having sex with people? I know. Well, it's probably their spouse. Oh, okay. I'm assuming, <clears throat> but I yeah. Who I knows? Know. Uh, um, but why, you know, Paul Newman is is shown as as kind of having these uh, this thing where he can he can clean up nice. He has a nice tuxedo and he has a nice one other suit. But then his like where he lives is not a nice place. Yeah, he lives and, in the in the around a, a merry-go-round. Yeah, in the back yeah. of a merry-go-round in this clapboard type thing. I mean, so I think that's true that like you know professionally they they've got they've got the stuff that like has the veneer of being a well-to-do. But really, they're all living kind of, you know, scraps to mouth or whatever. So one of the things that makes this movie so grand is that it's uh, it's that they're conning a mob boss. And so it's all good. It's delightful because he's a piece of shit, which is sort of like why if you ever watch the show Leverage, why that works, because they were always conning somebody who's a shithead. So it was fun and you could really get into it. But most con men just steal from people who don't deserve it and are just terrible people. Sure. But in this case, hello. Well, These are our heroes. We had to find something to dislike, and so one thing I dislike is that it's it is a little bit cleaning up the con men yeah. too much. Well, and also the first guy that they like, the guy that got them involved when they con him, they didn't know who he was, and they just stole like what eleven thousand dollars from him. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. another thing that bugs me about that fake five thousand dollars back. Right. So they so their con with him is like one guy got stabbed and his criminal's running away and so you have to get by that criminal and so he suggests you put your money in his pants but he shows you by putting it in his pants first like all of that to steal your wallet like just pick like a pickpocket would have done that so much faster yeah yeah or the art. man with fake blood just to steal a wallet i think the way it's more like con artists is that there's kind of a sense of artistry you know it's just it's just a, they they really they they're just showmen you know <laughs> yeah, well, when when it's done right, yeah, that's why the, they put the artist and con artist. Yeah. Oh, I guess they do. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. Awesome. Does um, somebody else struggle to a, dislike a, something? A struggle to dislike thing. Um, and actually, it, it I'm super conflicted because Edith Head is, of course, a legend. But the costumes in this looked so 70s in today's light like the the you know the flare at the legs of the trousers and and just the color palettes and everything else like it just didn't look true to the 1930s and it looks like a more modern sensibility and i get that i mean i get that you know that would appeal to audiences at the time but it just looked a little too contemporary yeah in some it's like you guys get some of that well it's also it was all shot on studio it's all yeah, back when it was just yeah, the set. south side of Chicago is not that clean. Yeah, every like, all the streets are like newly paved and like newly swept. And I do like that now we mostly film movies like at places instead of just all on built sets. Yeah, good job, us. Um, can I have a criticism? I guess against the ravages of time. It's oh, kind of sure. a bummer. <laughs> older. Yeah, that's a know? struggle, but you can pull it off. But you know, like, like you know, it's just it sucks that like I don't know. Like, look! Look where Paul Newman is now. Forty years later, it's not Dead. great. Dead. Yeah, yeah. Kind of Robert kind of... Redford now looks like current day Robert Redford, and that's that's tough. I mean, yeah, you, you like you age forty years, and you kind of look forty years older. I don't know what's up with this. I'm so a little. Talk to I'm about not it. sure if I'm disappointed or really excited that when you're that pretty, you still don't look great as an old person. Like it is sort of happening. <laughs> yeah. Like it does kind of even us out in the end. Like I'll catch up to you. <laughs> See yeah. you later. God, he was pretty in this movie. Oh, yeah, but he also looked pretty good in uh, the Captain America movie. The last yeah, that's one. true. He looked pretty cool. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Like five or six years ago was Pete Craggy, and then he had some uh, some smoothening that happened. Oh. Wow. The, the smoothening. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's always a bad part in an elder's life. Yeah. It's also, <laughs> uh, it's also the opposite of a uh, human centipede. It's when you that, s- smooth out an old person. Yeah, <laughs> that's, sure. what, that's what the opposite is. That's, um, that's one one thing I um, truly dislike, and I, I might be wrong here, but I, something I can't really stand is uh, non-ironic uses of a transatlantic accent. Um, sure. <laughs> and like, so like Chris's whole like old timey voice is the transatlantic a- accent, which is a totally fake accent. Which that is was, fun because like, it was ironic. Yeah. Right. You <laughs> but did, like, you're telling me it was ironic. Hate- 
you hate the Philadelphia story with with Katie Hepburn? Um, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure I do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, like the prototypical transatlantic accent when I yeah, no, I just I can't. I for some reason I hear it and I can't stand it for some reason. Like, <laughs> I think it's like how old people feel about vocal. Wait, flag. so did you not like Frasier? Uh oh! oh. oh. <laughs> Someone just boxed somebody in. Uh, 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 you're, are you saying that Kelsey Grammer has a transatlantic accent? Does doesn't he? Mm, I think it's more just like a a haughty uh, American accent. I don't know, man. I I think I I, I challenge somebody <laughs> out there to prove Ezra wrong. Well, I'm just gonna <laughs> say because on, on, a little on, on, on the Wikipedia page for mid-Atlantic or transatlantic accent, Kelsey Grammer does come up. I challenge Kelsey Grammer to correct Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they're talking about his like sideshow Bob voice instead of his Fraser Crane voice. They mentioned both. Oh Ooh. shit. Oh man. Who's tossing right. that salad and scrambling those eggs now, buddy? <laughs> Ian, I'm sorry this didn't work out. I'm just gonna hang up. Um, have a good time discussing the rest of this. Uh, uh, I have one more quick hate, and then we're going to move on. Uh, is that Robert's, Robert Redford's tie is like 18 inches across. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't, it, it looks like a clown tie. It's, a, it's ridiculous. Uh, that is all. Those are the best we could do, Ian. That was us scrambling. This is some dislikes. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. oh I have another one, I guess. Yeah, go for it. Know. But like Redford, uh, he's so pretty in this, but he does a lot of he's, – he's, he's a twitcher on screen he's, he's kind of twitchy like he'll just be like in a long shot just kind of shifting looking to the distance looking back looking to the distance looking back like nobody does that this is mm. naturalist acting just be there on the screen look at I what do newman that. does he's just there and he's chilling i pretty and redford's like posing he's like voguing kind of for the time it's, it's uh, weird um, um I'm pretty i also i bet i could cut out 20 to 25 minutes of this movie yeah if i tried yeah, I think it, yeah, it was. Like, it would not be a better movie, but I could cut twenty minutes out of anything. <laughs> I would just cut out the last twenty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they Hey, Holzers. Welcome back to another episode of Hockey Talkie, the mini-podcast about all the news, insights, and, of course, fights from around the world's best ice-based game, hockey. Hockey Talkie is brought to you by read-reap.com slash Amazon. Let's start with the face-off. Yeah, thanks, Ez. Uh, today's face-off is between Corey Crawford and uh, the entire world. Uh, and the winner is Corey Crawford. Oh, man, the Blackhawks goaltender had a flurry of saves last week against the Canadians. He made four saves in just four seconds and from three different shooters. That was incredible. What a resilient goaltender. He never gives up. And he was all over the place. He used his right pad twice, his left pad once, and came back to his left for a jumping glove save, not to mention the five-hole. Chris, I don't think he actually used the five-hole. That's a good point, Ez. You know, I heard Donald Trump wants to put him on the border because nothing gets by that dude. I don't get it. Don't worry about it. I know some people think it's easy to be a keeper for the Blackhawks, but he's been playing great. Really a shame they didn't make the All-Star team. Eh? I know. Crawford's got six shutouts, which puts him first in the NHL, 25 wins, second in the league. He's the winner of today's The Faceoff. It's the injury report with the enforcer. Thanks, says The Penguins' Nick Bonio is out indefinitely with an undisclosed hand injury. He hasn't been lighting the ice on fire this season, but he'll still be missed. Good thing he's not lighting the ice on fire, huh? That would melt. That is true. Ice melts when it's on fire. Thanks, the enforcer. Patrick Elias is out indefinitely following knee surgery. But you know who isn't out? Islanders rookie defenseman Adam Pellick. He took a skate to the face from Rangers center Derek Steppen. Out for the rest of the period, but came back in the second to pick up his first NHL point. Oh, man. That was amazing. What a tough dude. Yeah, he got stitches and then came right back to the game. I got stitches once and I quit for the rest of my life. You quit hockey, dude? No, I I got my stitches getting hit by a car, so I decided to never do that again. Huh. Huh. Oh, man. That means it's time to wrap up with our power play segment. Alex? Obviously, my power play today comes from Calgary Flames rookie Sam Bennett. He became the third youngest player ever to score four goals in an NHL game. Two games ago, he was on an 18-game goalless streak, and he starts this game with a hat trick in the first period? Just 21 years old. So impressive. Hey, Enforcer, it's kind of like your mom, right? Scored three times before the end of her first period. Whoa. Jesus, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. My mom had sex with lots of people, and that is funny. 
Yep, <laughs> that's the joke. Oh, that was a close one, eh? Remember, Hockey Talk is sponsored by read-whip.com slash Amazon. Today's hockey deal is the Predator Sports 72-inch street roller hockey heavy-duty goal with 5-millimeter nets for just one seventy nine and free prime shipping. What a deal on a quality product, huh? <laughs> My mom sure is sexually experienced. <laughs> well, we'll check in with you again soon on another episode of Hockey Talkie. In the meantime, fuck the Bruins. That's right. Fuck all Bruins. Okay, we're out, hosers. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps, and the players bump on the fence. Now it's time for a lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. So it's part of like, uh, this is like top five without having asked you guys for anything. Uh, I'm just going to do a couple of quick lightning fast compliment type game rounds. So here's what we're going to do. The first game is how would you fail to con? So if you're on this Ooh. team, this huge team, a lot of places where this con could go wrong, right? A lot of places you could fuck this up. So if you were involved in this team, if you were a, a conman, uh, how would you mess it up on accident? Oh, I know. I know immediately. Go for it, Chris. Um, so my memory for names is mm-hmm. it re- relies on primacy and recency. And so if you introduce yourself and then I meet 40 other people who are supposed to be in on this con in all different ways, I'm going to forget. And so I'm going to say sure. the wrong thing to the wrong person at the bar scene or I'm going to assume something's real when it's not. Or there's just something where I know I'm just going to flip. I- I'm going to accidentally flip the script. Because, I love man. thinking something's real that's not like you're like, well, I got to go to the bathroom and you walk over and try to open the door. That's actually just a doorknob screwed into a wall. And then the whole thing <laughs> yeah. is embarrassing. Everyone's like, wait a second. That's not a door. This isn't a real bookies. I'm out. Well, and then you forget that Mark is in the room. So you're like, guys, didn't we build a working bathroom? <laughs> there is that moment where they're all, because they're running this fake bookie. The guy comes in, the guy leaves, and they're like, we did it. And everyone cheers. And I was like, oh, man, he's so close by. Like, wait oh, an hour. Wait like, a little longer. Yeah. Because yeah. if you leave a bookie and all you hear is everyone going, we did it. We got him. Oh, yay. Yeah. We're like, do I hear celebration in the background of the horse race announcer? Well, like, what's... <laughs> Yeah, also the horse race announcer was on the other side of a thin, like, particle board wall uh, announcing the horse race. So it would be weird if you, like, the guy gets up to walk to the bathroom and he just hears the announcer in the other room. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. Um, That's probably how I'd screw it up. I I think I can't read that much that fast. So I probably couldn't be a good horse race announcer. Bad announcer, yeah. He was very good. I thought maybe, like, they hired a horse race announcer to do it. Yeah, no, he was he was solid. Yeah, um, sort of like uh, Bernie Mac in Ocean's Eleven, how he's actually a a, a casino dealer. Yeah, know? yeah. Then right, yeah. I um I I have a thing where I, like I'm part of a thing that's trying to trick somebody that like I I'm I like feel too much empathy towards them, and I probably would just spoil it and be like, "Hey, man, you're being conned. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't think you're a good guy, but like nobody should, nobody should be tricked like this." <laughs> You're going to be so upset when you find out about your $8 million. And so, <laughs> yeah, I just like, I feel really bad for what's coming to you. So well, I'm going to just like, that's you know. a good problem, Steven. Is it? I, yes, I think, yeah, like, for, for like, most situations, yes. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be a good confidence man. No, not for confidence yeah, man. Yeah. That would be your problem is your lack of confidence. Oh, yeah. Could we have a lack of confidence man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just like a sweaty mess. Of a- <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, you're probably not going to believe this because it sounds like a lie, but would you, <laughs> if you give me a million dollars, I can totally help you. Yeah, please. You know, I, 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 I want you to believe that. <laughs> I mean, I might, might yeah. not work, but it could work, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be great? Because then they just give you money because they feel bad for you. And that's kind of what a confidence man could be doing also. Well, you know? then, it, then that is a long con is your lack of confidence. So it's like not a actually... man. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, maybe Ooh. I can turn that into something. Yeah. <laughs> I think my problem would be that, like, I'm just I'm terrible at surprises. And I just want to see what's going on. And so I couldn't be somewhere in the place and not keep staring at the one guy. I'd be like, what's his face now? What's he doing? Is he buying the ticket? Is it working? Is it working? And I would just constantly... You're like the in the movie that's just staring at the camera. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is so hard for me not to look at a camera. I just... It's such a cool thing, and it's right there. I just want to see what's going on. Okay, so the next game, or for our next mini game, uh, Lightning Bonus Round, is uh, No Retreat, No Surrender. Million people here in this movie. Who do you want to find out more about? Who would you like to follow their story? You know what? You know who I want to follow? There was um, there's a woman. Okay, so at one point there's a no signal, and uh, this bank teller just ups and leaves. All right, um, 
And I just want to follow the woman who he is serving, who just has to wait there for a while, you know? Like, maybe she's like, maybe, is he coming back? Like, and just, just, just sitting in the bank for the next, like, you know, couple hours. Just, like, mm-hmm. not really knowing, you know? Yeah. If, if they'll come back or not. People were more patient back then, I think. Yeah, know, right? They, yeah, I mean, they let a movie go two hours and nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. Ugh. Um, I'd like to follow the, the, the telegraph guy whose office was uh, used to... Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is probably one of the legitimate. greatest moments in this movie for like con for the way the long con men work is oh, so yeah. they because they build they build this huge fully functioning uh, um, like betting parlor in a couple days and they buy the chalkboards and they line it up and they get real horse racing numbers and they like run it very professionally, which almost seems like you could just own a real business at that point. But um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they just like they build the thing when they need it. So then part of the con is that they this guy wants to meet the inside man who works at the Western Union. And so they like, we have to build, we can't build a telegraph office in only 12 hours. That would be ridiculous. How are we going to make this work? And so they go in as painters to a real Western Union, convince Western Union that they need to go into this one guy's office to paint it, kick him out, let the guy come in the back door, show him that it's the real office. Oh, and the only thing they do is they switch the picture on the desk from the guy's wife to yeah. his, the other guy. That was great. It was that such was a good. good touch. They just come in and take over and then run out the back door and they've painted like a small splotch on the wall. Okay, yeah, but they painted like that. Go ahead. That guy, after that happens to him, like he's going to have a real fucked up life. Like, oh, yeah. He'll never trust again. He'll yeah, never trust really again. He knows that something weird happened. Like, those painters weren't real painters, and he'll always wonder why that was happening to him. He'll go home that day. He, like, <laughs> won't trust his wife anymore. Yeah, what did he... Yeah, what did they take? He, he can't trust... It. Are people listening to him? Are people out to get him? He'll think that he's, trying like, to rip off faces from people, thinking they're masks. <laughs> right, exactly. It'll be, like, a true show, but not real, obviously. But wrong, yeah. <laughs> like, um, the German show was real. The Truman Show, show was real. <laughs> well, no, like, if, if in that movie he'd been like, it's like they're making a movie about my life, and then every time he tries to find something, it's not, and then he's just a crazy guy. Right. Oh, yeah. He gets fired from Western Union, and, like, he's on the streets, but nothing's real. You know, we, we talked about movie, like, ending a movie at different times. It'd be kind of fun to end the Truman Show just, like, you know, half an hour earlier before he figures it out that they're actually on him. Like, you know, he just he just thinks he's crazy. Yeah. 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 This is the uh, we. I think we talked. We talked about this before we started the show, right? Is our mm-hmm. the premature yeah, ending sh- yeah. ending version of it's movies? Like there's a big reveal at the end yeah. that does everything, and you you think things are going real bad for the con men, and then there's a big reveal, and it changes things. And so, if you end it early, things just go badly, and yeah. that's the movie. Yeah, so many movies are like that. Um, uh, let's do. Let's end with one more mini game. Lightning bonus round. Lightning, Lightning bonus, bonus round. round. Oh yeah, we yeah, get lightning. Yeah. There. This game is called. Ignac Eno, which is one change backwards. So I want you to Whoa. ruin this movie with one change. Ooh. Every good movie is only one change away from being a total piece of garbage. Mm. Mm. So we want to ruin the movie? Is yes. that what you're saying? So what oh, okay. one change would you make would make this not great anymore? Uh, uh, oh, I, I have an idea. Uh-huh. Yeah. If instead of an Irish mobster, just an orphan child... If you if you replaced Lonigan with almost anybody but like grumbly Robert Shaw, yeah, would yeah. be so much less sympathetic. Yeah, so, yeah. so it's little orphan Annie, I guess, who finally comes into some money and yeah. then just taking off. She's yeah, she's but little orphan Annie's gonna be like, Daddy Warbucks, I want to bring him down. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, that is kind of fun. She's the inside man for conning Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> I yeah. If it's just like if all of this is to set up to like steal the pension from a single mom or something, right. way less delightful. Wait, but a married mom's okay. Yeah, because you know there's two people there. She has someone to talk to about it. What about two single moms who then marry each other? Because it turns out you know that they like each other. You're still cool or no? Yeah, they're still married at that point. They're still but they're single moms at one point. Yeah, everybody who was married was single at one point. Can wow. I make a change that would make it even better? Yeah, you can try. Okay. Uh, they have a time machine, and they fail the first time, and then they dump <laughs> the time machine back to the original time. They grab and then they day. have to pull off the con while also conning themselves. 
Oh. <laughs> Wait, so they con themselves into doing a better job of the con? I, I haven't worked out the kinks, but yeah, that's what I, I think. I think that's right. I love <laughs> that. You're just blue sky solutioneering. I mean, come on. I do yeah. love, okay, yeah, because I love time travel and I do love long cons. I would love to find a way to make them both work. I would together. like to see a long, a time travel long con. Yeah, that sounds but like, like you have to con your, like the first version of your, I just think that'd be so cool. Time yeah. con. Time You know, it writes itself. That's a title tale. That <laughs> the, the you do cons. like title cards, Stephen. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, Time Heist is totally a movie. Time um, Heist. Yeah. Oh, Time Heist. I think yeah. I said ice. Like, I thought we were still in hockey talkie. Oh, no. Ooh, time ice? Yeah. Time ice. <laughs> you must go back in time and stop the five hole. The thin blue timeline. <laughs> oh, no, that's pretty that. good. It was really yeah. good. Um, all right. Uh, let's try to make it bad again, though. Although we actually... Okay. okay. Let's, live, make let's live for one more <laughs> moment in, in uh, time con. So, so he's... Uh, let's say... let's. What's the what are the what's the other element of the long con that you can fix with time travel? Like what are, what did they fuck up and what did they get fixed? Oh, because Luther died, so maybe they could save Luther at the beginning. Like maybe it's like a memento thing where they're time traveling but in reverse, and so they're trying to save Luther but still pull off the con. <laughs> Ooh, that oh, okay. Time travel question. So if someone is about to die and you time travel back to right before they die, grab them, put them in the ship, and then time travel to five minutes after they would have died, do you just skip the whole death? You could. Oh, but but oh wait. So here's actually that's a great thing. But so you usually, usually if you try to save one, you create a paradox because the reason you went back to save them was because they died. So right. how would you ever go back to save them otherwise? Yeah. But if you're doing a long con, you could like say like fake kill them uh, at the end of it, which would then trigger you, uh, you know, to go time travel, and so it'd be fine. So, oh, like, so you, you thought just, he had died, but he had. Yeah, died, yeah. So, so you just have to. You, you just, so you actually do save Luther, but then you actually like you know. You like fake kill him with like a like a squid packs and whatnot. I love that idea. That's Time con the ultimate mark was himself. Yeah. Oh. I do want to see Time con now. I think <laughs> we got in something. The five hole. <laughs> in the five hole. <laughs> right in the five hole. Um, I let's see. Go ahead, ruin it uh, for us, just, Chris. Um, basically, I want to make it more true to the time period, and I want uh, every single con artist to be wearing only a barrel held up by straps. <laughs> can, wait, can every fifth person just be like the Dorothea Lang photo of like the 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 transient uh, farmer woman who's like uh, hungry? Oh yeah, yeah. And there's that's that's everybody in the background, and it's just like super bleak, and everybody's wearing barrels with their wangs hanging out. That is a much more realistic portrayal of 1937. Yeah, yep. So many yeah. wangs in the 30s. Just like yep. barrels and wangs. Yeah, it was the jazz age. Barrels all over the place. It does. That actually sounds like a British pub. Barrels and wangs. I, I want uh, more slug burgers also. <laughs> slug burgers. I, uh, I, I would like to... I think you could ruin this movie by just changing the conmen to real conmen. So everyone is just shifty and a piece of shit and always stealing from each other. And yeah, they're not friendly or charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not charming at all. That, that you can also ruin the movie... Um, Tack on an epilogue that shows like all of them having to uh, go fight in World War II a couple years later. Uh, <laughs> that would be such a shitty movie. <laughs> really? Really? Fuck this. Yeah. What a terrible epilogue. Or what it's about this fun creeper, but it actually has this really, really like ham fisted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then three prequels, one starring Jar Jar Banks. Oh, yeah. Let's do that. That would fuck up any movie. I would. I am kind of curious what the Galactic Senate was up to during this movie. Yeah, what yeah. about these trade negotiations, huh? <laughs> uh, all right, you guys. That's it for lightning bonus round. Those are our, our bonus two new and one old games. Uh, we uh, fresh month, isn't it fresh? So fresh. Feeling fresh. Never done. I'm feeling this, really fresh. Never done this before. Uh, all right. So now it's time for our minor compliment. We're going to reverse order. Ezra, you're up first. What is your minor compliment? For the sting. Okay, so I hope I won't give too much away. But at one point, there's like a professional assassin, um, and basically, they, the professional assassin had a chance to kill someone, uh, you know, when they were alone in the person's room. But they said like, "Oh no, uh, too many people saw him go in, uh, so so didn't do it then." Instead, the assassin just sleeps with the mark, um, and uh, this person, in admiration of that uh, assassin, was like, "Yeah, they're a real professional." Yeah, <laughs> I kind of. I kind of liked it as like as the mark of professionalism, where it's like you know, it's like this. Um, I don't know. It's like it'd be like a like a butcher is like, oh yeah, I could have I could have you know killed the cow at any point, 
but first, <laughs> yeah, <I'm a> true <laughs> professional. So when the cow knocked on my door at two a.m. and was like, "Hey, you up?" I uh, yeah. I went for yeah. it. Netflix that and is, chill. Yeah, that is that's one of my favorite lines. Though also, like the the, the two a.m. thing it was like, um, like you know, like uh, I let you. I don't know you. It's like, ah, oh, you know me. Uh, I'm just like, what is it like? Neither, it's two a.m. and neither of us have anybody or something. It's two a.m. and I don't know nobody. Yeah. Yeah, that is good. I do like uh, Netflix and Moo, though. I think that's going to be fun. Netflix and Moo. <laughs> when the cow comes by and wants to fuck, you know how it is. Netflix and Moo. Yikes. My minor compliment is... Uh, uh, oh, we've talked... I mean, uh, we've had so many minor compliments that are about montages. Um, yeah. This was for a montage of getting Robert Redford ready to go to the big con, cleaning him up, including him uh, being really against getting a manicure. Uh, yeah, this woman yeah. keeps trying to give him a manicure while he's in the barber chair, and he keeps like, "Don't touch my hands! Like, why are you touching my hand?" I keep pulling his hand away, like, uh, which is so super delightful. And then that- was, I thought, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I w- I just thought it was weird, not that he didn't want the manicure, but that she was really insistent that he gets one. Yeah, after three times rejected, you'd be like, maybe this guy doesn't get a manicure right now, or no. maybe explain to him what you're doing because she doesn't say anything. She just keeps grabbing his hand and trying to. Yeah. Get Whereas, whereas manicures are actually really important for comment. They're, you know, you're using your hands all the time and like you want your, your nails to be clean and not snag on anything like a card or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah, yeah, sure. Cards. Or on the side of your nose when you're swiping it. Yeah. But the other so thing I learned swipes. that had this comment, or, you know, it was about comment and it had this thing about common manicures. They actually get a slight, barely noticeable tint to their nails because they can chip it off and mark a card with it. Yeah. What? And, and so yeah. there's like all this shit. Like, yeah, they're, they're like... Con men and manicures actually is a pretty common association. Yeah, and and uh, yeah, I did I did know that marking decks with nail polish was a, a a common thing for if you're trying to do that kind of a card move. Which, by the way, the card moves that they do in this are so so basic. Like I like it; it's a fun trick. Uh, but they did, like they show Paul Newman showing off his card handling skills, and then the only card cheating that they show is that the guy just switches a deck with the other deck in his lap. Like, haha. Yeah, that part. Well, uh, Lonigan wasn't supposed to be that good at cheating. No, know? no, no, he wasn't. And Paul Newman could have been cheating the whole movie to get to that point. But uh, when we don't see it, we don't see any of it. We just see the deck get switched, and then Paul Newman switching cards with his lap, presumably. Uh, just very yeah. basic, but I like it. Anyway, so that montage is amazing, cleaning up Robert Redford. But then it morphs into Paul Newman hiring all these other con men, and all he does is he swipes <laughs> the side of his nose, and then they swipe the side of their nose, and then you're in, and. It's, it's so cool. The best one is that he walks into a bank, is like leaning on the pillar. A banker looks up. He swipes the side of his nose, and the banker stops helping the customer, quits his job, walks out the door to be a con man again. I yeah, love that like, so much. I know. Yeah, not to the boss. Like, I'm out, sir. Yeah, and I'm just done. leaves. Just, I'm out. Uh, drops I'm, uh, I'm done. I'm fucking done. Like, I yeah. feel like, if, would you guys do this now? Like, you know, just anyone swipes the nose, like, to you? I feel like you just have to drop everything and follow them at this point. I mean, yeah. I get that, like, if you have a history with something, somebody saved your bacon, you literally owe them your life, or there's this fraternal sort of code, and by swiping his nose, Paul Newman is uh, invoking the sacred code of, of cheats and liars. And, I, like, I don't know if it's that dramatic or if it's just like, look, you're working at a bank because you're not doing great. I have this huge con for you. Like, it was more just like, here's a lot of money. Come with me. All right. Yeah, and like, yeah. honor. Yeah, and the yeah. guy was like, "Well, this job sucks. I'm in." Yeah. yeah, I relate to it more in like, like I have this huge opportunity, and you're working on a desk job. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> like the, the nose swipe now is like a LinkedIn message. It's like in mail. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to add you to my column on LinkedIn. So, so and so has swiped his nose at you. Would you like yeah. to swipe back? Ugh. <laughs> Unsubscribe <laughs> LinkedIn. Yeah. I quit your service six years ago. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, they're awful. What? I should friend How you. How do you network? I should, I should <laughs> Why? Who am I networking with that has a job? It never comes up. I love you know, uh, you know, it. Does network? There's this line by this comedian Scott Simpson who's like, "LinkedIn is like collecting baseball cards of shitty people." <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. that. I what's fucked up is that no matter how many times you tell them you don't want to receive email and then you delete your account to get rid of your email, they're like, well, so-and-so wants you to create a LinkedIn account. <laughs> I just don't want them. I just want them to be gone. I just don't want nothing to do with it. I'm going to make you, I'm gonna make you join LinkedIn again. I'm you into it. That's the long con. How are you? Oh, there's a couple. There's, wait, wait. There's way more Alex Falcons than I'm expecting. 
Yeah. Yeah. None of them are great. And a lot of Alex Falconers. Yeah, that what? surprises me. Oh, I wish we had an Alex Falconer. It would, yeah, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Someone is participating in the noble yeah. art of falconry. And wait, wait, can we then get like an Alex Falconist also? Yeah, <laughs> Alex, Falcon, Alex Falconer, Alex Falconist. <laughs> I get it. I see what you did there. Uh, you did it? Yeah, Chris, that's funny. Minor compliment. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, my compliment for Grumpy Robert Shaw. I, I said how much I liked him, but. Robert Shaw is one of my favorite actors this era. He's been in like, you know, Battle of the Bulge and like a lot of like serious, you know, war movies where he kind of grumbles and he's, you know, really terse and serious. And he's terse and serious, but it's played for laughs because he's the butt of the joke. And so when he's getting mad at Paul Newman in the poker thing and he's just, you know, trying to be like all menacing and whatever, you're just like, ha ha, you're getting played. Ha ha, you burnt. Yeah. And I, he just did such a wonderful job as that character. I, I, as much as with Paul Newman in this movie, I enjoy Robert Shaw equally as much. Yeah, I also like your uh, your ver- version of the 30s where they're wearing barrels and their wangs are hanging out, but then they're like, oh, you got turned. They're all... Yeah. Why? Here's a question. <laughs> Why wouldn't they just get bigger barrels or, like, I don't know, like have, like, a wang pouch up at the top? Ezra, a, a barrel is a very standard size. And, I did frankly... measurement of oil. Yeah, when, it, when it's breezy... You don't want your nips getting caught in the wind, so you gotta make you gotta either hike it up and cover you know, your that, nips. That, see, I think I think what Chris is thinking is, I don't. I think Chris is wrong. I think you let the suspenders <laughs> slowly down and you show your nips. I don't think anyone is like, man, it's so cold out. Don't want my nips to get breezy, but I'll have my balls my hanging out. Wait a yeah. second. Wait a second. Can I can I pr- propose something? <laughs> what about Wang suspenders? I'm listening. What, what do you mean? Oh, so I mean, like, I mean, you have suspenders. So I guess they're plentiful in this world to yeah. keep the the uh, you know, the, the, the belt on, or the, the, the barrel on. Yeah. So why you just like put a suspender around your wing and then like strap that over your shoulder also? So, wait, 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 Ezra, wait, Ezra. I, I, I'm I'm just brainstorming with you here. I'm picturing sort of an elasticized basket that you could put over and surrounding the pelvis. Like when you need to get perhaps... like when you're getting water out of a well, it's like that, but with your junk in it. Yeah, and there'd be holes for legs, and it would cover both your your bottom your 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 bottom back and your bottom front. In, in that way with, with that work and it would have elastic so it just uh, and we'll make it white easy to clean right make it wooden instead <laughs> nope <laughs> wait so Chris are you just describing underwear yes okay I get it <laughs> can I go back yeah, to that the, was the joke thank you I have a question about the wang suspenders <laughs> <laughs> yes you in the back <laughs> how, would, how would the wang uh, attach to the suspenders so I was thinking of two options. Okay. But one of them is bad. Preferred one. Yeah. <laughs> I also am thinking of two of them and one of them is high voltage of electricity. Like <laughs> Yeah, magnets. That's uh, that's everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah magnets. Uh, electromagnets. Sure. Um no, I mean I, I think basically you just you get I mean, how do regular suspenders work? Because I'm not entirely sure I understand those guys. You clip them onto your With pants. With really gnarly grippy uh, pa- uh clips that, that Yeah. Okay, so what you're saying is... Or buttons. Or buttons. Okay, oh, so what we need is we need small, small pants for our wings. Oh, sure, sure. And we can clip so the suspenders, suspenders just it. hang to your dick pants. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, but if the whole thing is hiding your dick, then why not just wear the pants? Also, does your dick's tiny pants have a tiny uh, zipper so that you can pee out of it? <laughs> it does, Steven, yeah. in the Great Depression, there's no money for real pants. What am I? <laughs> oil baron? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's get off this train and let me put my dick pants on because it's breezy <laughs> out. Look, I'm not saying I'm not going to invest in this. I just have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like a product, not so, a business. So if you're, I'm almost convinced. <laughs> so does your dick, if it wears pants, does it wear them like this or like this? <laughs> oh God. Um, I mean, obviously, I was basically the, the. I'm picturing the pants under the balls, though, right? Like, wait, then the, then those are ball pants. No, 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 because like it's just like it's that it's like a, it's the upper body, you know, the dick and the balls are upper body, and then below it, you know, there are implied legs there. Wait a second, or yeah. dick pants, balls wearing a shirt, little tiny shirt. Oh, I'm okay with that. Or ball pants and a tiny, tiny t-shirt with your head popping me, out of it. It's upside down, but I can make it work. You guys, I huh? think we're we're uh, struggling because we're using the vocabulary of other body parts. <laughs> Maybe maybe we should refer to it as a dick sleeve and a ball scarf. Yeah. Oh, okay. 
I can see that working. <laughs> I have never been more confident that all of our listeners have, have skipped this episode than I am right now. <laughs> you should have watched The Sting instead. I told you at the you beginning. Got, I know. This is on you. If you had let us spoil The Sting, we'd have more to talk about, Ian. Even though we say no refunds, Ian is constantly searching for the refund button right now. Is this our long con? <laughs> we got your money just so we can talk about our new business, Ball Scarf. <laughs> <laughs> no, dick pants. I want dick pants. No, I think Steve is I mean, right. We can call it that, but like for the purpose of design, let's let's not. I'm sure someone has taken like a. Uh, All right. Yeah, we got. Let go. me just go to GoDaddy and see what's available. Okay. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, wanghammock.fm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it's also a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'll look that one up first. All right, that leaves you, Stephen. What's your minor compliment? Um, I just like the the, sh- the unbridled joy when they um, first did their the first scam at the beginning and got the eleven thousand dollars and they said we're millionaires. That's <laughs> adorable. Like, that's not what a millionaire is, but it was still really, really. It was adorable and it was like harkening back to a simple time when. Uh, yes. and they meant millionaires millionaire. in twenty fifteen dollars. They were taking inflation into account. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. We're millionaires in twenty fifteen dollars, which is. <laughs> The gold standard. Yeah, wait, 40 years yeah. after we made this movie. Yeah. Sure. yeah. So wait, Wayne, what, is there two M's or one M in hammock? Two. Okay, wanghammock.fm is 130 bucks, but wanghammock.com is $3. I don't know what's going on here. Well, yeah, FM Whoa. is more expensive. What? Yeah. I don't think it's worth it. Then. I know. It's, yeah. not, it's like TV, where it's like .TV is very expensive, but no one wants it. I huh. am fucking boring. Okay. Um, <laughs> just know Dick all the stuff that I don't even care about. Yeah, Dickpants.com is taken. I'm all pretty right. against spending time looking for URLs. I am curious about Dick Pants, though. Ball, who, who all right, Dick so, Pants? so Dick Pants are taken, but Ball Scarf we can have. So you're, <laughs> you're right, Stuart. I don't. Yeah, I don't think the URL should be the one product. We should have an overarching company that has this. Oh, like Dickware. Also, uh. Dickpants. Yeah, exactly. Dickpants.com forwards to canyukianu.wix.com. Huh. That's good branding. Oh, it's a podcast <laughs> where they watch, where they MST during movies. They watch movies and talk over it. Huh. What? It's from Dick Pants Productions, and the logo is a P that looks kind of like a, dil- a dong, and then there's pants hanging off of it. Wait, so you guys apparently. Find a bizarro version of yourselves? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. They do have a hit it's counter, like... and it's over 100. Did we just Ooh. get time conned? <laughs> it was something. Oh happened. my god, it's you guys. Um, all, all, well, it is, dude. It's copyright twenty twenty three. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, man! Anybody who didn't skip ahead, this was the payoff. It was worth it. <laughs> That is it for our show, you guys. <laughs> that is it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us for The Sting. We didn't talk about The Sting that much, but we did talk. It was delightful, wasn't it's it? Didn't we all have a good time? The best movie. It's so good. Uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about something completely different. It's fresh month. I'm not going to tell you right now. Keep it a surprise for a couple more days. But something really exciting uh, and new is going to happen. We probably already announced it on Facebook, but today we haven't decided. So... But something really cool, I'm sure. Hashtag French Month. Thank you so much uh, for sticking with us and for all the sponsors. Everybody sponsored, including Ian for this one and everybody else who joined uh, in our last round. We'll have another round coming up soon. So get get your bad ideas ready. Would, would you guys be interested in dickpants.yoga? Nope. Okay. Chris, I would. Chris is just, he's so against this fun. <laughs> and i it's weird because he's usually a fun dude, but he's so against URL fun. Uh, I'm not... Uh, yeah, it's it's not my idea of a podcast that I want to do. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to do Can You Piano when they ask us to be guest hosts? I'll leave that to you guys. Smittyslim.com is available. What is? What is? Smitty Slim. Oh, good. I think it should be Slim Smitty. Anyway, uh, we'll be back next week with that. Thanks for listening. Uh, really quick, go to readersweep.com, sign up on the mailing list if you want to sponsor an episode in that upcoming round. Also, review us on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith. Go Seahawks. And at Ezra Fox. Yeah, football. Uh, get in the five hole, Chris. And then also, <laughs> the problem with that callback is I cut that line out of the, the, uh, the ad. So we've just been calling back to a thing that didn't happen. 
I think we should include it. I'm the worst. Uh, also, uh, are you still Carter Street 42 on Twitter? I think so. Okay, good. So <laughs> talk to. So you're on Twitter a lot. Huh? See, see you on Twitter, uh-huh. Stephen. Uh, yeah. Talk to Stephen about. Uh, oh, you're also Seahawks. Talk to Stephen about hockey. He'd love to hear about it. Yeah. <laughs> send, yeah. Send him your hockey love gifts. Hockey. A lot of news and information. Uh, um, I do like I do like hockey gifts. I'm not a fan of the sport <laughs> or discussion like about the sport. Most sports in gift format is my favorite way. Hockey, yeah. especially though. Yeah. I, yeah. Although my my favorite ice sport gif is curling because curling is hilarious intrinsically. Curling, oh yeah. yeah. Like a lot of intense. What's the faces. number three ice based sport? Ice dancing. Uh, it sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, all of them are tied for third. Yeah. Well, because uh, number one's got to be the luge, right? Oh shit! No, uh, definitely luge, and then or skeleton. Yeah, yeah, or skeleton face first. Mm. Yeah, all of those are together. Those are the same sport. Sliding sports. Yeah. Yeah. All, sports. Yeah. It's not like like other sports aren't like it's like baseball. If you stand on your hands, totally different game. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> doesn't matter. All right. We'll it does next. change the game significantly. We'll don't act like the game doesn't change. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. <laughs> Fielding is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs>